welcome or welcome back to the Technicast, the academic podcasting community that celebrates current work being done in the arts and humanities. We hope you're having a great summer so far, although we can't quite believe it's August already, we're delighted to be bringing you in with two new episodes this month, talking all about the recent Technica Symposium held back in May at Royal Holloway University of London called Beyond Human. Beyond Human was a two-day symposium organised by a group of Techni students and it explored the themes of beyond human communications uh, with a particular focus on landscapes, the paranormal, the ethics of attributing agency to non-human forms, how to re-engage in reanimating landscape as a climate strategy and how to challenge anthropocentric value systems. You'll hear more about the themes and conversations that took place at the symposium in our next episode, but today we have a conversation between two members of the organising committee, Rachel Holmes and Rachel Hopkin, who reflect on the process of creating this symposium together and offer their practical tips on organising conferences, so from setting up a team to juggling different priorities, settling on a theme, and how to deal with the unexpected challenges in the lead up and on the day. We hope you enjoy. I'm Rachel Holmes, a technique student at Kingston School of Art. I'm working on my project, The Language of Birds. And I'm Rachel Hopkin. I'm also a techno-funded student in the second year of my PhD at Royal Holloway. I'm doing a media arts and screenwriting PhD in practice, investigating whether screen depictions of love between humans and robots um, legitimately contribute to debates regarding the socio-ethical implications of human-robot interactions. And together with Liz Miller, John Mason and Simon Ackley, we organized the Beyond Human Symposium this May, inviting the speakers Jairus and Ros Mortimer to respond to themes of nature and intoxication and landscape hunting and media. So the purpose of our podcast today is sort of a debrief to discuss how we brought together the team, came up with the ideas for the symposium and how we pulled it all off really. And the person who was responsible for that at the offset was you, Rachel. So I had a few questions for you, and I thought maybe we could discuss our journey to the symposium. So you reached out to me in September last year, asking if I'd like to be part of this symposium. And I enthusiastically responded with a yes. So I was just wondering, obviously, we now know the theme of that symposium was beyond human. And I wondered how you came to form the overall theme of the symposium. So the Beyond Human theme is something that comes from my own research. I'm kind of looking at symbolic systems, so how, for example, landscape is animate and how it produces these reproductive signs or signs that reproduce themselves that we as humans can kind of plug into and become part of, um, but aren't necessarily in control of. And I have been developing this idea and be re- researching around this idea based on this incredible book, How Forests Think, by Eduardo Kuhn, which has been really informative for my research, and also other thinkers like Dale Pendel. And I think in general, there's a kind of academic trend happening, especially in anthropology, which is about kind of dispersing agency, attributing non-human forms of agency as a way to kind of come back to a more relational concept of our place on the earth and of course this is becoming you know more and more of a pressing matter because of the you know what we're seeing happening happening in the climate Um, and also I would say as well just the kind of general 
reduction of the human experience to something which is really capitalistic and I think is becoming extremely uncomfortable, you know, for many people. I think after COVID, there's this general kind of psychic alarm um, that I feel anyway. And so I kind of, you know, that's a theme that I'm really interested in my own research. And then when the opportunity, I saw the opportunity to, to kind of organize a symposium, you know, I think because there was this authentic interest here, it wasn't so much of this kind of, oh, I just want to organize a symposium, you know, so I can put it on my CV kind of thing. It's, I think, something that I was actually really interested in doing and why the application was successful, because it, there was a kind of authentic interest there. And why it also made it quite easy to find you guys who are on the organizational committee, um, because there's, you know, everyone's research is generally engaging with this theme in a really genuine way. So I just went through the Techni profiles, shortlisted different researchers that had crossover interests and contacted everyone. And you guys ended up being the ones who responded. And then we met in Waterloo that time at the station and had a coffee. And then everything kind of just went from there. And it was all quite smooth I think yes it was quite smooth and you're absolutely right it's very interdisciplinary I would say the theme we're all coming at it from very different perspectives all our projects are really separate but we all felt that we could you know truly respond and organically respond to the theme which I think just proves how wide-reaching it is and why it actually got such a great response which was really lovely and yes as you say we we met at Waterloo station for a coffee to discuss it and I think it was in September wasn't it It was actually just right at the beginning of term and then we finally actually held the symposium in May this year so it's been a year in the progress getting us from that that first reach out to here which I actually think has been really helpful I know before we just started chatting now you mentioned to me about the various things that we we're all having to juggle at the moment and you had a a question for me about how how it's possible to juggle various things of course I was I just after we met after I'd said yes I I found out I was teaching so I found out I was teaching quite quickly afterwards and I was like oh gosh now there's quite a bit on my my plate as well as everything else and things going on in personal lives and um you know uh, (laughs) side jobs and things like that hustles (laughs) whatever you want to call it so so yeah there was a a lot to do but I think that having that time because actually when we met we weren't sure exactly when we were going to do this and there was a question of which which point whether it be this term or I mean that that term or you know around Christmas time or if it would be early in the spring or if it was going to be the following academic year and actually having it within one academic year and sort of starting talking at the beginning of the autumn term and um, actually pulling it all off in the the summer term I felt like it was a really good time frame and it it allowed us all to manage our varying commitments at the same time as being able to really give the attention that putting on a symposium needs. Um, because of course it's it's not just a coming together of minds it's also quite a lot of sort of logistics and things that are involved so I know when we talked at the beginning we talked about at that coffee that we had where we might host it because obviously you're at Kingston we've got uh, other members of the symposium at uh, UCA at Brighton and and I'm at Royal Holloway and I think I I made the case for Royal Holloway um, because it's such a beautiful campus 
And I'm really glad that you agreed. And I, I, I hope that you feel that it, it did the symposium justice in terms of the location. Yeah, I think um, the location was incredibly beautiful. I'd never been to that campus before and it was so green. Um, and then also, you know, we kind of discovered, you kind of mentioned that Royal Holloway is one of the most haunted universities, if not the most haunted university in the UK, which was really, you know, thematic for us and what we were presenting on. I mean, a few of us, I think, tried to see this haunted painting of the polar bear, but which apparently drives students insane. But unfortunately, the room was closed for exams but just kind of in terms of the the year that you know passed until it kind of came to life I think you know this was still all going on when the kind of COVID regulations were all still kind of in the air no one really knew what was happening so most of our meetings were online but I think that that was actually for me a really helpful and quite efficient way to organize you know ourselves and to get things done because I I always feel that when you're kind of meeting people online for a, a conversation or whatever I really don't like wasting time because I I personally generally don't like so much talking on 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 devices I think it was really helpful to have kind of an agenda points you you want to discuss or things you need to plan so that you can use that time really constructively and I think we as a group work together very well in that way you know our meetings never were over an hour and we we're only meeting I think once a month and I think having that kind of landing space was really helpful, but that's generally kind of, I think, how I, how I function, you know. I did kind of grow up in, in, in my family culture is really kind of like last minute, you know, like we always are late and things are always getting done in the last moment. And maybe because I've learned from that, I always start preparing for something a few days before, like I'm about to go on to Greece. And so this weekend, I'm already, you know, with talking to my mom, like starting slowly to pack our suitcases so that by the time the trip comes around, you know, things have slowly kind of come together organically and there isn't this kind of panic. Although in saying that, in the week coming up to the symposium, we did kind of discover a lot of loose ends, which really fortunately, Rachel, you took control of. And I was just wondering about, you know, how that was for you, because I actually felt at that moment, like, you know, maybe we kind of just dropped this bomb on your shoulders that you took control of. And I'm so grateful that you did that. <laughs> Oh, no problem. I mean, to be honest, similarly, you get ingrained in, in, in these ways that you run. And maybe I also, as a family, we run late, but um, I also suffer from anxiety and it does make you a really good planner. <laughs> so I was aware of some of these questions that I had. And you'll know from the correspondence that we had with regards to booking the room. So, so I reached out to my supervisor, which is generally the thing you should do is reach out to the supervisor or someone in the department and make sure you've got their blessing to do a symposium. So I did that. And, and and uh, my supervisor put me in contact with the admin to the department and that was Michelle Rogers and she was brilliant and so helpful to us. I had already been on campus for a recce and sent everybody photographs and a video of the space that had been booked because um, I had asked Michelle for a room which suited our needs, including the AV requirements that I was aware of at that time. And then you and I went for a recce a bit later and we had a bit more of a firm idea of what our speakers might need by that point. And we weren't sure, you and I, whether the room was going to be perfect, were we? We, we lo loved the space, but we just weren't sure whether it had the right setup because it, it was, wasn't pure lesson teaching space, though it, 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 it doubles as that and is actually an incredible room overlooking uh, the forest and was so spacious and airy and, and gorgeous and really well placed on campus for the themes of our symposium. 
but we had a little bit of wrangling there to get AV on board to, to come on the day and they were fantastic in, in being there bright and early. So that's another thing is that if anyone's listening and thinking about putting on a symposium, make a, a connection with AV to really get an idea from your speakers exactly what their true requirements are in terms of a setup. We only sort of realised a week before that we'd need a particular type of audio setup, didn't we, Rach? And so we were like, we've got to sort of work around that problem. And there was a point where we were thinking, well, we have to bring our own speakers or what have you. And it actually turned out to be fine because the room was set up amply, but we we just weren't certain of that in between the recce and the day we were turning up. So we had some quite a bit of correspondence with AV and also health and safety. And I spoke to a brilliant guy at Royal Holloway called Lee, also called Lee Holloway. And he was really helpful and explained the health and safety system what the requirements were, how we could fulfill them. And of course, that included things like checking allergies for our delegates, making sure we knew how to deal with security systems in terms of, you know, in in case of a fire, fire alarms, refuges, meeting spaces, what we would do in the case of a medical emergency, and then things that we could do as well, um, like proper signage to those factors and creating hygienically sound space as well. We and really brilliantly were able to recycle and things, which was really lovely for us. And um, and although there weren't any um, COVID rules, finally, when it came down to it, we were still disinfecting and things like that. So there were lots of things to sort of bear in mind. So I would always say, like, I, I made great contact with AV department who were there bright and early health and safety who were brilliant that week before considering we actually didn't have much time and you know at one point we were told well have you considered using another space and we're like absolutely not (laughs) not not with two days to go and so it was and it was all actually fine and that's kind of just just being prepared and actually these things that, that crop up that even in that last week you can be as prepared as you like but things will crop up and it's just sort of um, making sure you have that little bit of contingency time and attention to have the ability to see to those. So there was quite a bit of admin in that week, which we perhaps hadn't ant- anticipated because we've been trying to sort it out beforehand. But these things just crop up like, for example, we realised that there wasn't a lectern and actually maybe some of our uh, speakers might like a lectern since they're standing there for an hour. Uh, and so we arranged that with the state. And, and yeah, so I think that this, there was quite a bit to do in that last week, but we managed to pull it off and it actually, it wasn't painful. And it just felt really good to know that you, we were turning up on the day fully prepared and in, in a good space, apart from when we couldn't get in on the day. <laughs> but that was fine. Within, within five minutes, estates had come around and fixed it or security had come around and fixed it so we were able to get in so it was always a way out and always an answer for everything but I I, I realized that from um, being part of a symposium previously where there had been a, a an issue with health and safety on the day and so we had to just wait for 20 minutes while we got that sorted out and got everybody in but it was a good learning curve so I think that every time you do these things you learn something new and that's why I couldn't get health and safety out of my head <laughs> during this process. But yeah, I think that that's a really good point is also to remember to take this as a learning opportunity. You know, there were kind of moments where I was starting to get slightly stressed, but then in the end, I was kind of like, you know, people are generally quite understanding. We're kind of all in this ship together. I think the worst thing that could happen is someone could really have a serious allergic reaction, especially as mm-hmm. our symposium was catered, catered. Um, which yeah. I think is a requirement for all technique sym- symposiums. So if anyone listening is planning to put a symposium on my kind of tip is to make sure you get allergy information um, before the day, because I think that that's probably the realest or has the highest 
probability of creating you know a situation you really don't want to be in but otherwise the I think you know in general it, it was you know quite a straightforward kind of endeavor you know essentially it's putting together a program and sending some emails um, making sure everyone is safe and then also you know kind of as a courtesy making sure that you're on top of the payments and things like that until the end because it does kind of go out of your hands at that point but at the same time you have employed you know people to speak and present and so it's good to just make sure that they're getting their side of the of the deal fulfilled but I think you're kind of coming up to the to the final minutes but just then as kind of like a shout out two of our the rest of our committee um, John Mason and Liz Miller have also published a podcast which round up the themes of the day Um, And I think also Liz and Rachel are planning to do an online call out. Yes, there will be an online call out. So we'll watch this space. That's probably going to be sometime in the autumn term. But there will be uh, more of that to follow. And if you want to visit the Beyond Human Symposium website, um, which I'm sure we can find a link and, and put that here. There's a Beyond Human Full Stop Symposium Facebook page. And then I think there's also some mil- um, some information on Liz K. Miller's website. So thanks for your time, Rachel. Nice thanks to see for you. yours, Rachel. It was such an absolute pleasure and joy to work with you and the rest of the team. And I look forward to doing it again. Yeah, it was also really, really great to meet other technique students just to be around you know, because the PhD thing can be very lonely. So I really enjoyed as well the kind of social part of, of this whole experience. Yeah, it was so nice to do something in person. As I said, I did do one in September that was in person. But then again, so much has been online. And I and I think it's brilliant in terms of accessibility and inclusivity to do things online and just in terms of our time management a lot of the time. But it was such it felt like such a beautiful experience to do that in person and the sun, sun shone for us and the catering was gorgeous and and it was such a lovely group of people i felt really blessed by the whole experience thank you for for bringing us all together rachel thank you thanks so much to rachel holmes and rachel hobkin for taking the time to reflect on this process for the technicast and for their brilliant and practical tips for putting together a successful symposium You'll be able to find all of the links mentioned in the notes for this episode if you'd like to find out more about the symposium and about getting involved in the online call for papers later this year. We'll be back next time with a reflection from Liz K. Miller and John Mason about the symposium themes and the conversations that took place on the day. In the meantime, if you like this episode, please do share it with anyone that you think might be interested. If you'd like to join us on the Technicast to share what you're currently working on, please do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Our email can be found in the show notes. Thanks again to the organisers of Beyond Human for joining us on the Technicast. Thanks to Techni for their ongoing support and thanks to you for listening. Take care.